Thank you for joining us today. This is the Thanksgiving Sunday 2020. Isn't this great that we have God has given us this Sunday, Thanksgiving Sunday of 2000, special year 2020 to worship the Lord. So I'd like to welcome everyone. Uh, if you're joining us through online, may the Lord bless you. I'm going to read the passage. If you don't mind, would you all stand to receive the word of the Lord? Uh, Book of Psalm, chapter 107, verse 1 through 9. Let me read it. <clears throat> Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeem of the Lord tell the story. Those he redeemed from the hands of all. Those he gathered from the lands. From east and west. From north and south. Uh, some uh, wondered. Is, is that the right word? Okay. Wondered in a word. Uh, desert and wasteland. Finding no way to city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives evade away. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by the straight way to the city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with the good things. And this is the word of Lord. You may be seated. The first American Thanksgiving didn't happen in 1621 uh, when a group of pilgrims uh, shared a feast with a group of friendly Indians. The first recorded Thanksgiving took place in Virginia more than 11 years earlier, and it wasn't a feast. The winter of 1610 at Jamestown had reduced a group of 409 settlers to 60. The survivors prayed for help without knowing when and how it might come. When help arrived in forms of ship, with food and supplies from England. A prayer meeting was held to give thanks to God. Think about that. Within three years, they lost 349 settlers. But they chose to thank the Lord on that particular day, 1610. We choose to thank the Lord regardless of situation. Thanksgiving is, therefore, is a choice that we make. Why is that? Because Thanksgiving is will of God. It is God's will. That's why we choose to thank the Lord no matter what. Joni Erickson Tara, this is what she says. She is, by the way, she is quadriplegic. She couldn't move her hands and legs. But this is what she says. Give Giving thanks is not a matter of feeling thankful. It is a matter of obedience. It is a matter of obedience. Why? Because it's the will of God. We can be thankful in any, any given situation when we have a right perspective. So it is very important for us to have a proper perspective. If you're in proper perspective, we can blame the situation, blame mothers and all that. But when we choose to have a right perspective, proper perspective, we can be thankful in no matter what. Imagine that you are parents, okay? 
You are too young to imagine yourself as parents, but try that, okay? Imagine you have a teenager girl in high school, I mean the, in, in college. Let's say she is 19 years old. Imagine that you have received this letter from your daughter who just went to college. Dear mom and dad, just thought I dropped you a note to clue you in on my plans. I have fallen in love with this guy named Jim. He quit high school after grade 11 to get married. About a year ago, he got a divorce. We've been going steady for two months and plan to get married in this fall. Until then, I've decided to move into his apartment. I think I might be pregnant. By the way, I dropped out of the school last week, although I like to finish college sometimes in the future. On the next page, the letter continues. Mom and Dad, I just want you to know that everything I've written so far in this letter is false. None of it is true. But Mom and Dad, it is true that I got a C- in French and flunked it in my math class. And it is true that I'm going to need some more money for my tuition payments. I just want you to see the situation in a different perspective. Your daughter. Janet. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you can be thankful in any situation when you have proper perspective. 2020, this is a crazy year for many of us, right? But when we have a right perspective, we can praise God, we can still thank Him for this special year 2020. Personally speaking, this year definitely gave me a rest. I exercise more than ever. I have in trouble, so my body has become healthier. I spend more time with my wife, and we both enjoy so much. I realize more than, more than ever the importance of corporate worship. And God taught me many lessons uh, relating to uh, missions as I was going through this pandemic. So I choose to thank the Lord in this pandemic with right perspective. In today's text, Psalm 107, we hear Israelites express their gratitude for returning home from Babylonian's exile. Think about 70 years of living in Babylonia as a prisoners. It was horrible, yet they thank God for the deliverance and guiding hands of God. Based on today's text, I want to share three things which we should be thankful for. It's going to be a very simple message. First point is, we should be thankful for God's goodness and love. Verse 1, give thanks to the Lord for He is good and His love endures forever. We should be thankful for His goodness and His love. Think about Israelites who were exiled to Babylonia. They were prisoners. Their nation is gone. And the temple, the Israelites, the temple was so important for them, but the temple was destroyed. They scattered all of the land, all of the places in Gentile land. They had no hope. There was no chance that their country can be restored. And the hardest thought could be the thought that God 
deserted them. They felt the covenant is no longer valid. But God delivered them. God liberated them. God led them so that they can rebuild the destroyed temple. What is this story telling us? God's goodness and love endures forever. Because of God's goodness and love, we are here to worship the Lord. We are at home to worship the Lord because of His goodness, because of His love. We were destined to die and separate from God and suffer in hell forever, eternally. But God detoured us to heaven from hell and saved us from eternal condemnation. It is like uh, having a shadow when sun is on your head. Wherever it turns, shadow follows you, right? You cannot say, shadow, stop following me. You cannot say that. God's goodness loves endures forever. One of God's faithful missionary named Alan Gardiner, he experienced many physical hardship and difficulties throughout his service in the mission field. Despite his troubles, this is what he said, while God gives me strength, failure will not taunt me. In 1851, at the age of 57, he died of disease and starvation while serving the Lord on the mission field. When his body was found, his diary lay nearby. He bore the record of hunger, thirst, wounds, and loneliness. The last entry in his little book showed the struggle of, of his, his shaking hand as he tried to write. Reasonably. And it reads, I am overwhelmed with the sense of goodness of God. He was lonely. He was dying alone. Yet, God's goodness followed him. That's why he could testify at the moment that he was about to face death. You can be thankful in any given situation because God's goodness and love. Psalmist David says in 23rd Psalm 6, Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I hope and pray this can be our testimony. We should be thankful for second point, the salvation that God granted for us. Let's look at the verse 23. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this, those he redeemed from the hands of foe, those he gathered from the land, from east and the west, from north and south. I'm sure when he wrote this, he, he didn't just, you know, like, wrote as I just read it. I'm sure he wrote it with uh, full of emotion. I can sense the overwhelming testimony from the psalmist. God redeemed the Israelites from the hands of enemies. And he gathered them from all of the lands who were once scattered. God redeemed them. God saved us. This overwhelming emotion is similar to God's redemptive work of Israelites from Egypt. Uh, Psalm 106, 8 and 10. Yet he saved them for his name's sake. To make his mighty power known, he rebuked the Red Sea and dried up. He led them through the depths as 
through a desert. He saved them from the hands of foe, from hands of enemy. He redeemed them. God's redemptive work from the slave of Egypt and Babylonian exile were overwhelming experience, which led them to be thankful, which led them to thanksgiving. See, God initiated this salvation plan and he delivered them, right? Look at our salvations. It is the same thing. God initiated, right? He, he visited us when we were still in darkness. Nobody deserved to be saved. Yet, he came. He initiated and he completed it. The salvation was just given to us. That's why you can buy, you can purchase your salvation with a price. It was priceless. Our salvation is priceless. I remember when I first got saved at the age of 17, I went to church running. I ran, ran, ran to the church. I didn't have a car back then, so I had to walk. But I didn't want to walk. I want to go to church. I want to sit down before everyone show up. I just sat down and expecting God. I'm so grateful for the fact that I have a salvation. I'm so grateful for the fact that I have brothers and sisters. I'm so grateful that I have a pastor who's going to speak the word of God today. You know, that, that uh, overwhelming the emotion, still, still, uh, that, that uh, makes my life, the, the, gives me the impact in my life. And if I think about that moment, I felt like, you know, I, I, I won the whole world. Like, and so grateful. Let me ask you, are you excited about your salvation? We should be excited about our salvation. Uh, do you have an assurance of salvation? Uh, when I ask that question, people say, oh, well, what is that? What is assurance of salvation? There are four basic categories regarding salvation matter. Number one, those who think they are saved but not. Yes, Matthew chapter 7 talks about it. Didn't I perform the miracle with your name? But the Lord said, I'm sorry, I don't, I, I don't know you. We think we are saved, but we are not. First John, they were, we thought they belonged to us, but they were not really belong to us. And those, those who are saved, but don't act like one. Corinthians, they were like that. And last, those who are saved and they act like it. I hope and pray, you and I, we know that we are saved and we to act like ones who are saved. But uh, how can you be sure that you are saved? An elderly man uh, came to uh, Dr. Ironside. He was a theologian and preacher. And he gave Dr. Ironside this question. Uh, actually, not a question, but he kind of made a statement. I will not go on my Christian life unless I know I am saved. I want a definite witness, something I cannot be mistaken about. I guess he wasn't sure about his, his salvation matter. And Dr. Einstein replied like this. Suppose you have a, had a vision of an angel who told you your sins were forgiven. Would that be enough to rest on? Elderly man said, yes, I think it would be. It would. The angel should be right. 
Dr. Einstein continued, but suppose on your deathbed, Satan came and said, I was the angel transformed to deceive you. What would you say? The man was speechless. Dr. Einstein continued. God has given us something more dependable than the voice of an angel. He has given his son who died for our sins, and he has testified his word that we, if we trust him, all our sins are gone. And he read 1 John 5, 13, which is in your text. Oh, it's not in the text. Okay. You may know that you have eternal life. Then he said, is that enough to rest on? It is a letter from heaven expressly to you. You know, I'm so grateful for the fact that we have a word of truth. Everything changed, right? But word of God never changes. Never changed. This is the truth. So I'm grateful for the fact that we have a word of God. Last point I want to share. We should be thankful for his guidance in our lives. Verse 9. For he testifies, satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with the good things. This verse reminds of me, Israelite in the wilderness. When they were thirsty, God provided drink, something to drink, right? When they were hungry, God provided something to eat. God guides them. God not only saves his people, but he guides his people. You have assurance, right? He's guiding your life, right? Monday's my day off. And I used to uh, usually go to hiking with my wife. Last Monday, I, you know, I tried to do different hiking courses every Monday. And last Monday, when I went up, when we went up the mountain, I noticed there were so many rocks, tiny rocks, which bothered me so much. Hurting my, you know, like food. It was like I kept walking though. After 30-some minutes, you know what I realized? I felt like I was walking on the crowd because they massaged my foot. Feet and, and, you know, like, I, I, I sensed the f- full circulation. I was like, wow, isn't this great? We walk about an hour and 30 minutes. On that day, I realized God sometimes allows us to walk maybe difficult route. But it was his perfect plan. He wants to give us the best that's why he sometimes let us go through some difficult ways. Maybe God is trying to, you know, working on our character building or what. But one thing for sure, God is guiding us. Barbara C. Reitberg, I, I read her poem, a uh, very simple poem uh, titled, He Reads Me. Let me just share with you. He does not lead me year by year, nor even day by day. But step by step, my path unfolds. My Lord directs my way. Tomorrow's plan, I do not know. I only know this minute. But he will say, this is the way. By faith now, walk ye in it. And I am glad that it is so. Today is enough to bear. And when tomorrow comes, his grace shall Far exceed its care. What need to worry then? Or 
flat, flat. <laughs> yeah. Though God, who gave His Son, holds all my moments in His hand and gives them one by one. As I was meditating this, you know, I was so grateful for the fact God was leading my life and our lives. Psalm is saying 48, 14, for, the, for this God is our God forever and ever. Yes, He will be our guide even to the end. When we begin a good work in you, it's going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ our Lord. Let me conclude my message today. Today is Thanksgiving Sunday, 2020. This year is indeed a special year. For all of us, therefore, we should be more thankful than any other years. We choose to thank the Lord for everything. See, it is an attitude we got to choose. No matter what, we, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, we choose to thank the Lord because that is the power. That's the distinct, distinctness of Christianity. That's our trait. No matter what, we thank the Lord. And I believe when we begin to thank the Lord, God's going to perform miracles in our lives. Amen. Amen.